Chiropractic. This is Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. You're listening to the Aligned Women podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If you want more time with your family and more money in your bank account, you're in the right place. Be sure to take our Aligned Practice quiz to find out how aligned your practice is. You can find it at www.alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. Now sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 120 of the Aligned Women podcast. I am your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, and today's topic is five things that you should stop doing for marketing ASAP. Okay, it's probably not very often that I tell someone to stop doing something for marketing because most of the time, most of us are not doing enough of it. (laughs) So it's rare that I would say, stop doing that marketing thing. But as I thought about these things and I've done all of them, I was like, ah, yes, we can do better. So I'll share these five things with you today. So first, before we get started, I want to just give a shout out to one of the coaches on our team, Dr. Holly Tucker. She is the accountability coach in Aligned Women. She's also providing accountability for the students in the Aligned Marketing eight-week intensive, which is starting in about one week uh, from the time that I recorded this podcast episode. And Dr. Holly recently gave the commencement speech at Logan University's graduation ceremony, which was an amazing honor. I know Dr. Holly was honored. I don't know if she's really fully embraced or accepted how um, how big of an honor it was for her to to do that. How um, how unique and special it was for her. And I got to see it, which was really awesome. I recorded a lot of video, which was kind of obnoxious, but I really wanted to be able to capture it on video for her just in in case no one else did. So I would love for you to join me in giving our accountability coach, Dr. Holly Tucker, a shout out in Mama Chiropractors and just congratulate her for um, the amazing honor and accomplishment that she has had to be able to give the commencement speech at Logan University's graduation. Okay, on to today's topic. Five things to stop doing in your marketing. ASAP. Okay, today's topic is for you, first and foremost. If you feel like you should be doing more marketing, but no, you definitely don't want to do more screenings and you just don't know what else to do. You don't want to do the screenings because you don't want to take the time away from your family or you just don't like doing them and maybe you've even done them in the past and found that they just feel like a big waste of your time. Number two, you're doing all the things your instructors and your mentors told you to do but it just seems like a big waste of time. Like you you feel like you're missing something. Like what what did they do that you're not doing that worked for them that isn't working for you? And number three, you're following the free advice you got when you posted in a free Facebook group and you're just feeling this sense of like, I just don't know if this is it. Like this is what everyone told me to do in that post and I'm willing to do it, but 
I'm just not feeling certain. So let me again reiterate for you that these five things that I'm going to suggest you stop doing for marketing are all things that I have done myself. Literally all of them are things I have done myself. And I've talked with members of Aligned Women over the last, um, I would say probably even just the last week, who are also doing these things and hoping and praying that their practice starts growing more quickly really soon. The thing that I want you to be able to take away from these five things to stop doing is not that you're doing something wrong, but just a perspective shift for you so that you can really see the difference between what you might be doing for marketing right now and what you could be doing for marketing. And a lot of the things that we do for marketing are really not truly marketing by marketing standards. You'll understand more as I go through this. So what to stop doing for marketing ASAP? Here's number one, networking. Now I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting that you stop networking at all. And I think that networking is a really key part of growing your practice. It's really important for you to have the support of your community, especially if you're in a small town, but it doesn't really matter where you are. It's so key for you to have relationships with like-minded providers so that you feel less alone and that you are supported. And yes, they're gonna refer patients to you, but this is not marketing. So if you're working on networking or building relationships with some key referral partners in your community, great. Honestly, you can keep on doing that, but please don't call it marketing and know that you need to also spend time on marketing. Next, asking for referrals. Okay, my friends, <laughs> again, this is something that I don't think you should really truly stop doing because having a direct conversation with someone in which you say, I'm so glad that you've had a great res- great response to care in our practice and that you really love coming here. I would love for you to share your experience with a friend or a family member and let them know why they would wanna be here too. Uh, it's really simple, right? And it doesn't take very much of your time, which is really key when you have a family at home that you're raising and you don't have a lot of time or energy to give in the first place. So seriously, go ahead and keep on asking for referrals. It is really effective and it really does help you be a better communicator and it really will help you grow your practice, but please don't call it marketing. <laughs> please don't call it marketing. And if anything, this term internal marketing, it's not even real. Internal marketing should lead to more sales from the same people. So internal marketing, mm, reevaluate that, okay? Keep on asking for referrals, it's great. There's nothing wrong with it, but don't mistake it for marketing. Okay, number three, health fairs and screenings. Oh my, I'm gonna add the caveat of races. I used to go to, I used to get like a tent set up at any race I possibly could in the area that was reasonably close to my office because when I worked at Logan in the sports medicine department, that's what we did. That's what I knew in how to grow my practice. We literally covered any race we possibly could, um, football, tournaments, basketball, what else? Um, track and field was a big thing. Uh, there's something, oh, soccer was also another one. Um, I'm probably forgetting a lot of them. But we would have a tent at these sporting events. There would be injuries, no doubt. And sometimes people were not from 
the area many times that they were and by the nature of us being there and providing first aid or stretching or taping or whatever we were doing at that event, people would come into the clinic as new patients after that. And sometimes literally like the next day. <laughs> so yes, they were effective sometimes for bringing new patients into the practice. Truthfully, they were effective when I worked at Logan. They were not effective for my own practice. And I can't even really put my finger now on why all these years later. So health fairs and screenings are an okay way to build awareness of your practice or to um, just, you know, like hand out some free things to people that might um, help them to be able to identify your brand. But unless you're really, really direct and you have a very systematized process of booking people that you meet at the event and getting them onto your calendar, for an appointment ASAP in your practice, these often don't have a very clear return on your investment. Second to that, a lot of times it just feels really weird. It feels really weird. Like truthfully, tell me, when was the last time that you were just walking through the mall and then before you knew it, you had a new dentist? Or you went to the grocery store and you passed by a table and then you booked yourself a massage. <laughs> or you were walking through the mall, just um, spending time with your family, and then you left with an appointment booked for a chiropractor. Like you probably haven't found your doctor because they had a table set up in some random place that you went to. So why are we still doing that? It's weird. Marketing good marketing especially, but marketing in general is not about going out, finding people right now, and then making them be your customer right now. It's actually about slowing down, building a relationship with them so that it becomes really easy for them to say yes when you do pitch your offer, which is essentially for us, a new patient exam. And by offer, I don't mean that you are offering a discount at all. <sighs> Number four, gosh, I've done this and it was terrible. Going door to door. Wonk, wonk. <laughs> I watched a, I don't know, a webinar or something several years ago. And in this webinar, he talked about his strategy that if you go door to door, you will grow your practice full of all these people. And so, me being me, me being um, committed and willing and what's the word, ambitious. I was like, okay, well, if that's what that guy says I should do, then I'm gonna do it. So I followed his steps and I went door to door. But my husband was like, I don't think that you going door to door, knocking on people's door and possibly even entering their home is a good idea. That doesn't seem safe. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll be fine. But you know what, looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, probably not the safest idea, <laughs> especially for um, a female to be doing by herself. So, so my husband went with me door to door for my practice. And you know, I think I had like one or two people come into the practice from all the time that we spent going door to door around my office. 
And we also found that there were a lot of people around my office who were just not really the people that I wanted to have in my practice. Mm -mm. So if you've been told to go door to door to help build your practice, I mean, this to me is like a no. If you're a female, don't do it. Um, maybe if you take someone with you, like a, like, I don't know, carry a gun. Oh gosh. I don't know that this is a safe idea. I really just really cautiously share with you to consider that this is not a great marketing strategy. If you've done it and it worked for you, so be it. But please put your safety first. Number five, you ready for this one? church bulletins, school programs, and signs on baseball fields. I've done all of them. None of them brought new patients into my practice. None of them. I also had an advertisement in a magazine um, that was like, I don't know. It was very expensive to me at the time. $1,600 a quarter, I think, for the advertising in the magazine. And nope, not a single new patient from that advertisement. You know what that advertisement did bring to my office? A really great massage therapist who saw the advertisement and then contacted our office because she saw the ad and wanted to work with us. And she was great, but it did not directly bring us any new patients. All right, I'm gonna recap these five for you and then we're gonna talk about, really, seriously, like what to do next. So, number one, networking. Number two, asking for referrals. Number three, health fairs, screenings, and races, or other sporting events. Number four, going door to door. Hello, dangerous situation. And number five, church bulletins, school programs, and signs on baseball fields. Like I said, I've done all of these. And especially for numbers one and two, networking and asking for referrals, I'm not really, really, really suggesting that you stop doing these things, but please stop doing them and calling them marketing because they're not. So what do we need to do? Listen, I'm gonna give you the baby steps here, okay? The baby steps to really get started with things that are like actually marketing. Number one, make time for marketing every week. Even if you don't know what to do or you don't know that it's going to be worth your time, you have to make time in your schedule every week to work on the marketing of your practice. That's that. Number two, define your ideal patient avatar or your target market. Listen, if you put on a blindfold and I spin you around in a circle and I give you a dart, I'm like, okay now, go hit that dartboard, you're gonna be really, really, really lucky if you hit that dartboard with a blindfold on after I spin you around in a circle. This is what it is like when you're trying to market your practice but you don't know who you're marketing it to. Number three, go where the people are. Now, really, just about any of our ideal patient avatars or our target markets, they are on social media. I know, I know you don't wanna spend all of your time on social media, but that's why you've gotta make time in your schedule to schedule out your posts, to plan your content, etc., so that you can set it and forget it, or that you actually don't have to spend all day thinking about what you might be posting later. 
Number five, you accept that without marketing, there is no business. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, listen, there are five key functions of a business. Five. A lot of us as chiropractors focus all of our efforts on only one of the five key functions of a business. So no wonder so many of us struggle in practice. Number one, you have to have a lead generation system. Number two, you have to have a lead nurture system. Number three, you have to have a lead conversion system. That means you've got to actually get people to say yes to your offer. Number four, you deliver. That's providing the care, actually adjusting people. And number five is upselling. So be really, 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 really honest with yourself right now. How many of those five things, of those five key functions of a business, do you make time for every week? Especially if you are the solo person in your practice, or maybe you have an office assistant who's like great at answering the phone and emails and getting people scheduled and taking the money and doing those kinds of things, but she doesn't really have the ability to be thinking about, or the skill level, she's got the ability, she doesn't have the skill level yet, or even the knowledge yet, to be thinking about lead generation, lead nurture, lead conversion, delivering upsell. <sighs> okay, listen, if you don't have a systematized way to approach all five of those key functions in your practice, it's gonna be really, really hard. It's gonna be hard, so why not make it easier? Okay, <sighs> so recapping, all right? The five things to stop doing in for marketing ASAP, networking, asking for referrals. Keep doing both of those, just don't call on marketing. Number three, health fairs, screenings, races, races, and other sporting events that actually feel like a big waste of your time. Number four, going door to door because it's dangerous. And number five, church bulletins, school programs, and signs on baseball fields because you know what? There's no emotional connection with the reader or the recipient of the advertising when you just post a picture of a sign and your office address and phone number on a bulletin or in a program or on a sign on a field. So don't feel bad that it's not working so well. All right, so what do you do? You make time every week for marketing, even if you don't know what to do. Number two, define your target market. Number three, Go where the people are already. You can just like go look at your waiting room right now. How many people are on social media on their cell phone while they're waiting for their appointment? Probably like 90%. Number four, stop making it. Wait a minute, did I skip this one before? I think I did. <laughs> stop making it about you. So many times we think like, well, I know I need to be better at marketing my practice, but I am like afraid to put myself out there. My dear, it's not about you. So stop making it about you. Make it about the person, the people that you are meant to help. The people that need the thing that you do that can change their lives. Stop making it about you. Number five, you accept that without marketing, there is no business. So you gotta do it. It just is a must. Now, there's a caveat to the must, which is some phases of life which are commonly affecting those of us here in mama chiropractors, such as pregnancy 
and the first year of a new baby's life may not be the time to really like ramp up your marketing and grow your practice and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. When it's your time, it's your time. If it's not your time while you're growing a new life, that is okay because growing that new life is the most important thing that you can be doing ever, ever. All right. So at this point, you're like, well, you've given us some things to do, but it's still kind of unclear. If you want more about marketing, what I'll call aligned marketing, not having to do spinal screenings or cheesy things to promote your practice or giving away deals, then head over to alignedchiromarketing.com and you can take my free five-day marketing course there. Okay, deal? All right, so be sure to come back next week for episode 121 of the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet in iTunes and you're an iPhone user, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes because it'll make it really easy and simple for you to listen to the podcast on your iPhone, on the go, while you're driving to the office or taking your kids for a walk. Next, if you want to get my free 26-minute audio training in where I share with you the exact things I teach the members of Aligned Women and even my one-to-one clients, how to work less hours and make more money in your practice, how to be present with your family and profitable in your practice, then head over to presentandprofitableaudio.com and sign up for that free audio training there. Okay, my friends, I'm going to stop talking now. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and I will see you back here for episode 121. Take care. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women podcast. If you've loved this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love to be more profitable in her practice without sacrificing any more time with her family. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into how you can have both more time freedom and more financial freedom, be sure to take the Align Practice Quiz. You can join our newsletter and get a free copy of the quiz at alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. You'll know in less than 15 minutes what you need to focus on right away to become present and profitable. We'll see you in your email inbox soon.